We're here. We're live. Saturday, oh, yeah. April 9th, 11.47 a.m. We got a lot to talk about, actually, between the two baseball games, open and day. Mm-hmm. The Nets jumping little... up to seventh in the Eastern Conference. I want to treat the NBA talk almost like a little, like, reflection almost. Is this all baseball talk today, pretty much? Oh no! Like no, we're gonna do a lot of. I I I think I want to do more basketball talk than 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 baseball. We'll start off with the basketball then. Oh no no! Well, well let's end with the uh, basketball. And with let's the basketball, let's get the base. Let's get the basketball. Let's get the baseball out of the way here, because it's only opening day. You know, like there's a lot more to go. You were at the Yankee yeah. game yesterday, so you saw the walk-off by Donaldson yesterday. I did. It was a blast. The game went into extras, and I was exhausted. I was like, oh, my goodness, can this can the game, like, end here? Like, <laughs> please? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, like, I got to the stadium, like, at 10 o'clock yesterday. I'm like, I went, into, I went in, into the Hard Rock Cafe, which is in the stadium. And, of course, there you see Tiki and Tyranny doing their show. If you ever look at like WFAN, like or even like ESPN New York's, like, like what what's that term called? On site, on site, like, re- yeah, on site reporting, like, yeah, or like on site shows they do. The 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 technology that they have is like, it's like little like little like stuff. Like it's not like 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 a big production almost. You know they have like their headsets and whatnot like. Their 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 um their their producer like Al Dukes is just sitting there with them. It's usually the case, you know. But it's really cool to see that stuff. They have these like workers that like just wear the um, FAN T shirts and whatnot, and they're like I don't know if they're like interns or like workers. They're like they're people like like our age, and I, I don't know what what they what they do think they run like promotion or something like that <clears throat> like they pass around t-shirts and stuff but i've always noticed that like what do you guys do here you know i'd love i'd love a job like that work work in promotions at, at, at fan just go to the um just just go to the um, events like that yeah but the game was fun um the opening ceremonies were very were, were, were very cool. Billy Crystal throughout the first pitch. They had some Ukrainian girl sing the Ukrainian national anthem, which was very which was very moving. I know Garrett Cole wasn't happy about the Billy Crystal throwing out the first oh, pitch. Oh no, because he wanted to get out there, dude. These <laughs> that's the thing, dude. Like the opening day ceremonies, they take they take forever. There's like so much, dude. There's so much going on between the player introductions. Um, the well, they they they, they did the, the Ukrainian national anthem, and then they did the the the, the U.S. national anthem. Um, and then they did Billy Crystal throwing out the first pitch, and it's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett but, Cole getting smacked around in his first game. Yeah, I think that was just like the opening day jitters, you know, 
I don't take much stock into opening day. It's always good to have that first win. You know, I think that the main point is that you, you really just want to get off to a good start in baseball. Like, it's not like the end all be all, but damn, do you want to be like in a good position at the end of April? Because there's nothing worse than, than climbing back when you're down some odd games back in the standings. And you know that there's real flaws on, on the team. Like you want to be like seven and two, 12 and four, something like that to start off the year. It's hard to do, but you know, if, if you start off like that, you're in very good shape. I agree. You don't want to be catching up in the summer. And then you, if you continue to lose in the summer, then you're talking about the fall here. And that's when the playoffs are about to come about even in October. Yeah, so Mets win yesterday as well. They're two and zero to start the year. They got to, they literally have to just bludgeon the Nationals all year <laughs> if, if they want. If they have any chance of, of winning the East Division, they they have to beat Washington. Washington, like they can't be losing games. But wins like that, they count. Buck Showalter, you're actually starting to see now, is a real manager who has the back of his players. <clears throat> How about him charging the field yesterday after Ooh, Lindor got beamed? Love that. That's the old school. That's the old school attitude right there. I mean, managers, even 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 new school managers would run out there and protect their player. But damn, dude, like it's just it's, just, it's a different feel. Buck is Buck throughout his whole career as a coach as a manager in minor leagues and in the major leagues has always been about culture in the clubhouse and a night like that that just that just builds great culture it's it's you are a member of a family almost here and we're not going to let anybody you know disrespect you we're not gonna let anybody intentionally throw a ball at you now i don't know if that ball was intentionally thrown i doubt it like it's it's very rare for that stuff to happen especially for a guy plays for Washington I could see if it was like Philly you know but like it's I think that was just Buck protecting his player which again it builds good morale in in the locker room it brings everybody together on the second game of the year so you want to get to that good start and Mets are 2-0 Yankees play today and yeah baseball is underway here yeah I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you that. I, I was worried about the performance of Scherzer early on in the game. I mean, he had a great first inning. Then he did later on in the other innings there, when he started to get smacked around, he gave the homer up to Josh Bell. I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then he was able to adjust and finish the game. Yeah, yeah he pitched eight, eight innings. Kind of, oh, one of only, the six, only six. Oh, six? Only six. I know they're, they're monitoring him because of his hamstring injury. Yeah, he's one of the few pitchers in baseball that probably can go eight innings in this sport. Him, Garrett Cole, Jacob. Duke. I think the only pitch that can do it in this sport actually play in New York. Everybody else, everybody else is on a um, four or five inning limit. I know that Garrett Cole was taken out after four. Well, that was because they knew that he didn't really have it, and they really, they really try to keep you away from the from uh, that dreaded third time through the order. And I think Aaron Boone sort of figured that, hey, you know, we're 
we're not getting beat up by these guys. We're right there. I don't want to have any situation where I have to bring in a reliever when there's when there's two men on and one out. Like he doesn't want that. He wants to start the inning out with, with a fresh reliever so that you know we could get our get our defense back back in the dugout and get up, get up to the plate, score some runs. And it worked. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes with that formula. I hope that the well doesn't dry up by August, but you know, that's why you carry 16 pitchers in your, in, in, in your, um, on your roster for that specific reason. But how do you feel about the Aaron judge situation with the contract and Brian? I think, Cashman? It's, just, <laughs> I think it's just business, dude. You can't put too much stock in what people on, on Twitter say. You really can't. They're not, they aren't qualified to have a say in how sports business is run. They're just random people on Twitter. They I have agree. no, and, and they have no sort of foresight into how things work. They're not in the actual front office where, 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 where the deals are happening. They're not talking to, to, to agents. They don't know anything. All they're saying is that, oh, well, he well, he got a fair offer and he should have taken it. Well, sir, um, he you're not him, number one. <laughs> and number two, it, this is a business. You know, Anthony Rizzo said something very interesting a couple of days ago. He said that, you know, loyalty in baseball is, is completely gone. It was either baseball or all of sports. It's probably all of sports. I agree loyalty with that term gone. loyalty. And you know what about loyalty? I'll tell you this, man. I have there's something telling me and it's and Met fans aren't gonna like it. I, and you may know where I'm going with this because we're hearing the the rumors about the Grom opting out after this season. I have a bad feeling he's gonna leave the Mets. I don't know. It, it I just I just don't see it. I don't know. There's something about it. He's not playing. Well, here's the thing, dude. Money talks. And if Steve Cohen has money, which he does, billions billions upon billions, like I don't think DeGrom is going to be that big of a concern. I really don't because the loyalty is just based on money. It's not that like Jacob DeGrom is like, oh, I, I, I really just can't stand this team. No, it's got to do with how much money he's going to get in, in, in his bank account. You know, this, 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 this isn't, this is not the NBA. Like, my perspective on loyalty in sports changed when LeBron left Cleveland and went to Miami a decade ago. God, it's been over a decade. Has it been? It's been, it's been over a decade. Yeah. And the fact that they televised it, I thought was, was just another ESPN brilliant moment. Did they really should do more of that? But, yeah, and it really didn't have anything to do with money. It just, it was just that LeBron wanted to win a championship and Cleveland wasn't giving him the opportunity to. No. So he jumped to Miami and hooked up with D. Wade and Chris Bosh. All the power to him. That's his right. But that's where the loyalty factor gets struck down. You know? Um. Now, there are athletes who have stayed loyal to their teams. You know, Derek Jeter was with the Yankees for 20 years. 
David Mariano Wright. Rivera, same thing. David Wright. David Wright surrendered probably less money to stay with the Mets. Dustin Pedroia took a hometown discount to stay in Boston his whole career. Tom Brady took pay cuts to stay in New England. I mean, I know that towards the end it fizzled out, <laughs> but, I don't think, but I don't think that that had anything to do with per se loyalty. It was mostly just that Belichick and Robert Kraft may have had different, may have had a different vision for the team that he didn't like. Mellow in the Knicks. Yeah, no, Mellow. I mean, Mellow, Mellow signed up huge, man, for a, five, a five-year contract. You don't think that he saw where where the team was going? Because you could because you could say that Mello signed that that Mello signed that max deal probably right when he right when the team was going downhill. I mean that 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 fifty four win season was that his first year of that of that max contract or was that that was like, before the max contract? Because I remember after that season that was the whole debate whether he was staying or not. So you see, like, in all, pretty much all those years after the max contract, that they, they didn't make the playoffs. No, it was just – it's it was disgraceful basketball. And that's when Phil Jackson came in, turned the team upside down, got rid of Shumpert, Smith, Chandler, Stoudemire, the whole team. And, and remember what shocked us, because remember when we were talking about this team a few months ago, the 2013-54 game win season by the Knicks – those yeah. players could have ran it back another year. They weren't that old as we thought they were. They could have. I just think that Miami was just too much of a powerhouse in that conference. The moment that LeBron left left the East, I'm telling you, dude, if, if the Knicks had, let's say that in the year 2013, LeBron went out West to the West Coast. Now, now that wouldn't have been smart on his part because no. you would because because he would have had to deal with he would have, he would have had to deal with, with with Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. But if he did that, then you could start saying, "Okay, run it back. Let's go." There's no LeBron here. Your only main test is who the Pacers. At that time. Yeah. And I, I'll never understand why the Knicks didn't get past them. It just boggles my mind because they, they played good against the Heat. They played they played great basketball that whole season. And I just don't understand why they couldn't get past that Pacer team. It always haunt me. Roy Hibbert, Paul George, yep. Lance Stevenson. Just will never understand why they couldn't get past that Pacers team. It's still haunting to this day as a Knicks fan and as well as all the other Knicks fans out there. Just a haunting series for that team. Yeah, but since this is a nice transition in, in, into basketball, this is really these are only the really two topics I wanted to really get into. Fire um, Tibbs and the Brooklyn Nets jumping up to seventh. Yeah, and I wanted to like reflect a little bit on this season because this is the this is um the day before the last game of the regular season. It's crazy how we have um come to this point. You know, um, so let's see here. We want to do Knicks first or Nets first? We'll might as well let's do Knicks first because we're already on the Knicks topic because of the whole 2013 season that Knicks fans, including myself, always live in the past about. So I might as well 
cap off the Knicks talk here. And that's with my topic of being an advocate of saying fire Tibbs. Because you know why? I told you last night, one word, Toppin. 35 points last night, career high. Mm -hmm. This guy has been averaging 18, if not a little bit less than that. Each game he's played with actual minutes, an explosion off the bench. And Thibodeau has been keeping these rookies from playing actual minutes together and building that chemistry. Obi was the um, uh, leading scorer for the Knicks last night. Yeah, against the win against the Wizards. Yeah, he was. He exploded from three and just all of the lobs. Him and Emmanuel quickly have that chemistry. They're just like lob city out there. Who's this guy, Farron Hunt? He he played (laughs) two minutes here. Who is that? He's just someone on the bench. Farron Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting back to those Lou Amundsen, Samuel Dallenberg days with those types of players. Yeah, but Jericho Sims had played 34 minutes, only had six points. Evan Forney had 17. Quickly at 23 points. RJ had 14 points. He only played 15 minutes. He got oh, he, he got hurt. His sprained knee. He's done for the season. Don't and, and when you start thinking about knees, who do we think about? We think about D Rose and and who coached D Rose for the longest. Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau. He's got to go. I'm telling you right now, man. Tom Thibodeau has to go. And and you just it, it proves it right there. Like when the fans say play the kids, that's what he was supposed to do this season, and he didn't. He relied on Randall, and Randall was nothing but a cancer for this team. And notice how since Randall's been gone, the team plays fluently. They may not win, but they play fluently. Like there's an actual like groove. Groove where Randall is just the disruption. And I hope that and I and you know what, man? I think he will be <laughs> traded this offseason, and I hope he will. Because this whole roster needs to be reworked. You got to keep quickly RJ Barrett and Toppin. The rest of them are up. For, I mean, you, like you said, you can keep McBride on the bench. You could probably keep Sims on the mid Jericho Sims if you want to. You really have to, re, you really, they're really going to have to evaluate that center position because I'm not sold on Mitchell Robinson despite his couple. There's a couple games there that he had double doubles, but you got to evaluate that center position 100%. Mm-hmm. You got to rework that entire roster because Randall's not cutting it. Alec Burks, I just don't think he's a true point guard. I mean, he has some great games, but is that someone you're really going to rely on? It's time to get in here a star household player. You need a star player on this team. You need like a you need one of those like closers. You need a yeah. guy that could, you know, I'm just like readjusting something. Um, you you need a guy that in like in like the last like five minutes of of the game when you're down by like by like six helps you storm back and then you and then you keep that lead you know like but they don't have anybody like that no you know so the knicks end the year tomorrow the game at seven o'clock on a sunday against the against the toronto raptors now the raptors may may just be resting people because they're they're in the playoffs, so they're looking. So they'll probably rest, probably Siakam and Van Fleet and all of them. Uh, probably rest. Uh, what's his name? The rookie, Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. And dude, I mean, if the if the if the Knicks lose tomorrow, you would have gone from a year where they were the fourth seed in the playoffs. 
to a to a season where they finish the year 10 games below 500 36 36 wins or if they win they'll finish with 37 wins like it's the definition of overachieving it was a disappointing season and there's blame to go around Thibodeau really has to take a lot of the blame as well as Randall those are the those are the two culprits and the fact that D Rose got injured I think those are like the three main reasons why you could say that the team failed this year It's just like, it's a real shame, man. I mean, I don't like, this is what I mean by like reflection. Like where was like the moment where you said like, yeah, this is, this is a bad team. I don't know where this is going to end up. I think I started saying that. I really don't recall when I exactly said that, but it was probably within a couple weeks of the season because there was a point last year and I think I can recall the last season when I said, hey, I think the Knicks are going to be a threat this year was the Milwaukee Bucks game when they blew them out by like 20 points with Giannis in the game. I think that's when I said that the Knicks were going to be good that season. But I think you really just saw in the certain stretch well, of games early on this year that they just weren't the same team. Well, let's go back to um, Jen, Jen, let's go back to January 15th. The Knicks beat the Knicks beat the Hawks. 117 to 108, and they were 22 and 21 at that time. Well, that win got them to 22 and 21. I don't think they had Trey Young in that game either. <clears throat> I don't think. I think they did. And then they lost to the Hornets. Then they lost to the the T Wolves, and then then the Pelicans, and then they beat the Clippers. But then they went on this loot. Then they went on another another three three came losing streak Let's see yeah they went through this weird losing streak and then they had that weird two point win against the against the warriors in golden state i do remember they, that i and do they remember were 25 that and 31 and it was just i think i think that the biggest turning point was just was just derrick rose being hurt and then you were relying on Alec Burks to be, to be the starting point guard. And Randall not performance like how he was last year. His performance was downgraded compared to last year. It was. But, Dan, you go back to that first game of the year, dude. Against the Celtics. Against the Celtics, yep. I thought it was just a continuation of last year. <laughs> I thought we were continuing because we only upgraded, at least I thought, in the offseason with Kemble Walker and Fournier bringing those. You know, I wasn't big on bringing Fournier here. Don't get me started about Fournier. But dude, they suit. They the, the Knicks were. I think that this was probably one of the word uh, one of the first red flags of the season. Um, so they beat the Celtics in, in double overtime. Then they beat the Magic. They trounced them like one. They beat them one twenty one to ninety six. Um, and then they then, lost to them because I think wasn't that consecutive games? Lost. Yeah. Then, then they lost at home to the Magic, one ten to one hundred four. That was probably the first red flag. Where you were like, "Whoa, wait, early season loss or a precursor of what's to come?" Then they won precursor. three straight games against the Sixers, the Bulls, and the Pelicans. They were beating good teams. Yeah. You know, they were five and one. 
then they were five and then they were five and two, five and three. They were they were they were bouncing around between one game over five hundred and two games over, and then they were five hundred. And then they first got under five hundred on December fourth when they lost to the Nuggets, one thirteen to ninety nine. That was one. That was one of the worst games of the year. They had. Um. Then then there was that game at Brooklyn, where they lost one twelve to one ten, which was the um uh, the um uh, James Johnson um foul call. Remember that. I remember it. I remember it then, like it was yesterday. I remember it. Um, wow. Yeah, they the, this next this next year was basically just bouncing back and forth, up and between, down between five hundred and under five hundred. They weren't they weren't an awful team. It's just that they weren't what they were last year no <clears throat> you know but when you lose derrick rose like can you really fall off like that <laughs> i guess you can but they show that they did but it's going to depend is he going to come back next year <laughs> because you know what man I-, I can't do this anymore i can't do this with derrick rose anymore it's yeah. safe say if, say if we, he comes <clears throat> back next year and he gets injured within the first 10 games I can't deal with it. He's not reliable. And that's tips mm. because yeah. his allegiance is to Derrick Rose. He brings him in here. He did have an impact last year. I'll admit that, but he's so injury prone. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's about the players that you rely on that you can't same no. thing with Brooklyn, dude, Brooklyn, Brooklyn relies on players that if they're hurt, your team is just completely sunk. You can't do that. That's not what Milwaukee does. That's not what the Heat do. That's not what like the um uh, the um uh, Suns do out west. They don't do that. No. They build contingency plans. They get players that are good backups. They build depth. The Nets had pretty lackluster depth this year the Knicks they thought had good depth but really it was just a bunch of rookies that can perform but when you're playing a very good team you're going to get beat it's just it's just how the teams are run agreed you know now I want to get to the Nets reflection here like so we'll say that 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 the Knicks biggest downfalls this year was Julius Randle's performance and Derrick Rose's injury. And Tom Thibodeau. And Thibodeau's reluctance to play rookies. Yes. Now with Brooklyn, I think that there were many factors that led us to this point. I never thought that they would be anywhere near the play-in. But now it looks like our best case scenario is a home game for the play-in, possibly against Cleveland. We'll see. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago that Sean Marks really messed up the offseason and he really has a lot to answer for. I don't care if he didn't know about Kyrie's vaccine situation. First off, you're the GM. You really should. You really should know about this stuff. You got to build. You got to build plan B's. 
because Kyrie Irving was a massive plan A, massive. Sean Marks, I've told you this, dude, sacrificed offense for defense. He traded Landry Shaman, who was a pretty good three-point shooter, for Javon Carter and picks. He let Jeff Green walk. He brought in James Johnson to be a, to be a sort of a rough housing enforcer down low. Didn't work. Guy was cut yesterday. He, he has – he let people like JaVale McGee and Andre Drummond go to different teams via free agency, but he had to trade probably one of his most perennial scorers in James Harden to get Andre Drummond here and also Seth Curry. And what's insane it's, about this trade is that in the end, Drummond's leaving. I mean, well, if we'll see. It I mean, sounds like I, he's leaving. That would suck because that's who you wanted. Face. You got who you wanted. wanted. Yeah, you wanted him. You 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 were you were all over the show last year saying how much you wanted Drummond. When when I was advocating for him to come to the Knicks, I don't want Drummond anymore because I just feel as though he just he doesn't he's getting older and he just doesn't have it anymore. It's just there's all these different factors that have really affected this team, and it's all about how the team is constructed. Sean Marks built a team with an overabundance of guards who can't defend, no wing defenders, no wings in general, aside from aside from Bruce Brown, and your inability to acquire talent that could that, that could rebound has been has been awful. And that's just part one. That's just part one. Obviously, Kyrie being out for pretty much half the year, then he came back as part-time for the second half, and now he's full-time for, for the past two weeks. That's been another factor. The, the chemistry had no chance to breathe. None. No chemistry was built. S- Steve Nash was having different rotations every single game. Nobody had any idea what they were doing, doing with each other. No one. Which thus led James Harden to get pissed off because he knew that Kyrie not being here was ruining his 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 championship aspirations. And also, by the way, Kevin Durant hurts his knee in these after two months, which really derailed the team. That's where you get your 11 game losing streak, which should never happen to any team with, with championship aspirations. You can't be losing that many games in a row. And I knew, man, during that time, the team kept getting lower and lower and lower and lower in the standings. And then I started seeing that they were no longer two games back. Now they were seven. Then it became eight. Now you're ninth and tenth seeds. Then you're wondering, okay, what can we salvage? Are we going to be nine? Are we going to be eight? Hell, we could be out of the playoffs entirely here. But then, of course, they won some great games over the stretch. That Knicks comeback was epic. It was needed. Thank you, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Tom like, that win last night against Cleveland was a message sent, which needed to happen. Because now we own the tiebreaker over Cleveland, so that's huge. We own the tiebreaker against the Hawks, I believe. 
but not against the Hornets. <clears throat> so it's all about just winning tomorrow against Indiana. It's all it's all there is to it. Just beat Indiana and you're and you're the seventh seed and let's go. You know what? Win the play in. You'll probably be you'll probably be playing Milwaukee. Although I don't know. Let me check the standings here. So so the Celtics are three, the Bucks are two, but they're only separated by one game. But what I want to know is. Oh wait, no. I think that they've already clinched their um, they've they've already clinched their their playoff position. That makes sense, because let's say that the, that the Celtics win and, and then the Bucks lose tomorrow. Uh, the Bucks own the tiebreaker against against Boston, so it wouldn't matter. So if if the Nets win the play in at seven, they're playing Milwaukee. That's gonna suck. It's gonna suck real bad. You know, it's got to win these games that you need. The last game tomorrow, you got to win it. Got to win, dude. Now, if they, but you don't want to fall to nine or 10 because that means that you got to win two games to get to the playoffs. Two games. No. Let me see. Yeah, like this has really been just an up and down roller coaster year. This is why you know if you're if you're a fan of like the Bucks or the Heat or the Warriors, I don't want to hear any more complaints from you idiots anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> you are a fan of a team <clears throat> that knows how to build a sustainable winner. You just Find do. a way to win, no matter what the circumstance is. I mean, yeah, Golden State, they were bad last year in their own terms. They made the play-in, dude, on a bad Steph Curry year. The Warriors won three titles in four years. I don't want to hear it. The Miami Heat have a culture that is, that is like, untouched. Really untouched. Credit to Eric Spolster. Pretty much. Talk about consistency. Talk about keeping that same rhythm with Eric Spolstra. They never talk about Eric Spolstra. No, being they, fired. he flies. And you know what? That pisses me off because he's a great coach. And even when LeBron was on that team, you know, you know, you, you know who LeBron that you know who he gives credit to for that champion, those championship wins? Who's that? That clown. David Fisdale. <laughs> oh my God. The assistant coach, David he, Fisdale. Not even like not he even wasn't even Spolstra. head coach. He was not the freaking Sp- assistant coach on the Miami Heat. Not Spolstra, good old Fisdale. Yeah. Horrible. Garbage clown Fisdale. Yeah. And then he was brought the, to then he was brought to the Knicks to bring in the uh to bring in the stars. Yeah. And, and that failed miserably. <laughs> they never came. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, wait, I got a coach. <laughs> and that didn't pan out. No, absolutely not. Was replaced by Mike Miller with the quickness. 
Mike Miller. He was actually really good. He was. He, was time he, he may be better than Tibbs. <laughs> Mike Miller? <laughs> nah, but so I think that between the Nets and Knicks this year, it's it comes down to injuries and it comes down to roster construction. It really does. Agreed. Roster construction. I think I think more so and, for, and coaching. You know what? Like because because I'm not gonna let Tom Thibodeau fly under the radar. Okay. I think he's a big culprit. He deserves more blame than he gets. But if you think about it too, Steve Nash, we've talked about him on the show plenty of times and just how you feel about his coaching play. And and you, you even said it. You wouldn't be surprised if he should be gone at the end of the season. I think so. I mean, the guy I think was dealt with a really bad hand. You know, it's hard to deal with a team where you have a part-time player who doesn't get vaccinated and your other star player is very fragile in KD. Cupcake. Um, Dude, losing Joe Harris, the best three-point shooter in basketball for the entire year. Like, those things matter, and in fact, they mattered more than than anybody ever thought. Nets fans were hating him last year. Now they're all crying for him back. Oh, they couldn't stand him. They couldn't stand him. Could not stand him one bit, you know? But that's where we are, dude. So tomorrow is the is the regular season finale. The Nets play play the Pacers at home. And the Knicks play the Raptors at home. So we'll see what happens here in the playoffs. I think the play-in starts in the middle of the week, I think like like Tuesday, something mm-hmm. like that. So let's do this. I'm looking forward to it, man. Is that all for the basketball talk? Yep. So I think we're done. I think that, yep. Yeah. I think that um, we're, we're um, good to go here. Yeah, man. Do you want to I, do? Do you want to? Oh, what was that? I wanted to get it. Give a, a quick football segment in here. I don't know if you saw the news this morning. Breaking news: Rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Will be known for being a star QB on the Ohio State Buckeyes, who was tragically killed in a car accident this morning. I didn't even read that. The heck? Really? So I'm breaking this news to you. I saw Dwayne Haskins was trending on Twitter, but I, but I didn't click on it. I was just like, I was like, oh, like uh, something happened. He was struck by a car. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awful as hell, dude. It he is. was he was twenty four years old. Yep. Damn. He was a damn good damn good college quarterback. Was. Wasn't really given a fair deal in the NFL. No. You just heard just negative publicity in Washington. I wanted the Giants to draft him. But God God had other plans for him. Yeah. You know, uh, 
Damn, man. You just broke that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, condolences out to his family. Rest in peace, man. Jeez. Awful. Awful. And in other news, I I remember we were texting back and forth this week. Well, I was telling you about it with Sam Darnold going on all these shows saying how he he's proved to be a great quarterback this year or just in the league. And he told the Jets that they made a big mistake by drafting him or by trading him. Made a big mistake by wait oh by trading him. Well well he's just trying trying to push his own push his own stock up, dude. Because he knows that his his time in Carolina may be done. Oh yeah, the Carolina is literally the New York Jets last year, where we just couldn't get. We were so ready to unload Sam Donald from the New York Jets. Now the Panthers are in shame, a situation dude. getting rid of him. This, this guy was a former. This this guy was a a number three pick, and he's possibly on his, possibly about to enter his third team. If 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 he'll find a third, he he'll he'll find a third team. There's definitely somebody that that needs a quarterback that they'll take Sam Donald. He's not awful. He's not Blaine Gabbert. You know, he's not Johnny. He's pretty Manziel. bad, though. The way he paints himself out, he thinks he's Brady. Like, he's proven something to this league. It's like, give me a break. He's not better than Mayfield. I'll say that. Mayfield gets mm. unnecessary hate for, for no reason. I get that he threw a lot of interceptions this year and he's made some mistakes. This guy brought Cleveland to the playoffs. It was like their first yeah. playoff stand in over, what, 20 years? Mm hmm. And he was hurt last year too. Yeah, he played hurt. But the but then you know, the media is going to paint it as Mayfield's the worst. And but I will say this: the media is finally turning on Sam Darnold, which I saw the light at the end of the tunnel when he was in USC. When when the Jets drafted him and they called his name on draft night, I was the only Jet fan that was pissed off. I was pissed off when we drafted Sam Darnold. I didn't want him because I knew he stunk. I knew he was going to stink. And look what happened. <laughs> gets traded. But, yep. dude, I wouldn't buy much stock into it, man. He's just trying to keep – he's just trying to, you know – he's just trying to, you know, keep keep his career going because he knows that teams are going to be vying for him. Because, like I said, every team needs a quarterback. Agreed. But, I will say this, man, just to close out about the trends on Twitter with the Jet fans. How many days do we have to look at Debo Samuel trending by the Jet fans? How many days do we have to look at DK Metcalf trending by the Jets fans? There's no reason why San Francisco would trade Debo Samuel to the Jets. There's just no reason why. They made the playoffs with a pretty much a B quarterback because of Debo Samuel. So he's not going anywhere. DK Metcalf is more realistic because he is on the final year of, of his rookie contract. So in Seattle's pretty much blowing it up right now, but it's going to take one of those, one of those first round picks to get him. So yeah, why not use the 10th pick to get DK Metcalf here? Because you want it. You want a, 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 you want a proven guy here. Why use the 10th pick on, on a receiver? A prospect? That, that Exactly. That's a prospect because I would get it. It, it, Say if the Jets, like we said, what what we predicted last week or just wouldn't mind doing. If they just got Ahmad Gardner and Kyle Hamilton, if they're going defense with the first two picks, 
fine. Then don't, don't trade the 10th pick. But if you're going to go a wide receiver with the 10th pick, you just please just get DK Metcalf. Why are we going to take a chance when we can just get someone that's solidified already? Yeah. But we'll see what happens with the draft is at, is at the end of this month. So that that'll be fun. And yep. Giants and Jets, two top, two pretty much top 10 picks. It's going to be a crazy first, crazy first hour of that, of, of that, of that first round of, of, of the draft, dude. Crazy first hour. But let's end this here right now. Uh, let's do the socials. Uh, my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check out all of our previous episodes on this YouTube channel right here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. We're available on all podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. If you follow any podcasting platforms out there, we're on it. You name it, we're on that platform. And we're here every Saturday or Sunday covering the latest in sports news. And we'll be back next week recapping the basketball games and seeing where the Nets are at in the standings. And if maybe if Tom Thibodeau is fired, I'd love to hear that news. And just recapping what comes up in the baseball world and as far as the first week here of games goes and we'll be back next week anything mm-hmm. else I think, I think that's pretty much it i know you'll do the close out any final words here no no let's just close it out here so thank you guys for tuning in be safe wear a mask if possible indoors get vaccinated please um springtime is here it's nice out go out take a walk enjoy the rest of your weekend so long so long